0: Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy.
1: Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast. Our podcast is sponsored by the lovely people at Establishment Coffee. So if you want 25% off your order and free shipping, go to establishmentcoffeeco.com and use the code 025. I think what? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: very right. I have huge news. What? Uh-oh. Brace yourself. Here we go. <gasps> I'm too Lord of the Rings deep with Meg.
1: <gasps> you are not. Yep. What does she think? She loves it. Yes. I knew she would. <laughs> Proud of you, Meg. Too
0: deep. So, yeah, did the whole fellowship on Sunday. Oh, and we've we'll, we'll split two towers into the last two nights.
1: Are you watching the extended editions or no?
0: I'm just watching it on... Uh, Whatever streaming service on Prime, it's on. Yeah. yeah, I've I've got the DVDs, but that would mean setting up my DVD player, so yeah. couldn't be bothered.
1: Speaking of that, my parents I went to my parents on the weekend, and I had the login details for Disney Plus, and we we're gonna we watched Alien, yeah. Nice. And I'm like, we, I can give you my login details for Di- Disney Plus, and it's got everything on there, and they insisted that they would rather put the DVD on, so they set the DVD player up, and <laughs> I don't know what it is with like older people, but I don't know, they just. Like older technology, it's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, mm.
0: not the same. Yeah, especially when you can get like deleted ste- scenes and behind the scenes. That's true. Yes. I mean, you don't watch it, but it's there. Yeah,
1: yeah. that is true.
2: <laughs> lately, uh, speaking of nostalgia, lately NBA players are bringing like old school camcorders to games. Yes, and like yes. filming on that, it's cool.
1: And Gen Z take out um, digital cameras now when they go for nights out and stuff. Apparently, like we used to. Yeah, do that in the day. well,
0: yeah. Um, Evan was telling me so when we went to Europe meg was hell bent on taking a film camera Mm. it's like so it's the new white girl thing no offense meg Uh, but um evan who works at a camera store was telling me that he wish he bought up all the film a year ago because it just sat there no one ever bought it and now because it's come an instagram thing everyone it's you can't find it anywhere wow so the reason i even got onto the conversation with evan is because we went to like she got meg got her hands on a film camera and we went to maybe six places and they're just, and all online, nothing, no film anywhere. That's crazy. But, uh, Evan had a stockpile at home, so he gave us some. And then because I haven't used a film camera since I was about eight years old, we didn't really know how to use it, so we uh, butchered it and didn't get any photos. <gasps> so that was great. Uh, mm. Portrait 400, is that what you got? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that's it's a total film. Of film. Yeah, so hang on,
1: back to the Lord of the Rings. What does she think so far? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Back to what's
2: important here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, as as far as I know, she's quite into it. Lots of questions, stays yeah. engaged. Yeah, you're upset when it ends and wanting to know <gasps> more. So she's hooked. That's great. It's great news.
1: That's fantastic news. Great news. I wonder which movie will be her favorite.
0: It's got to be 2. I mean 2, two towers. She can't go two past towers, it. 2 Towers,
2: hands down. What one's my favorite? 2 Towers. She can't 2 Yeah, towers. Towers. Mm. She,
0: she just can't watch the battle scenes. She's a bit of a pansy. Oh, really? Yeah, They're covers, the best part. Covers her eyes. Especially like the Battle of Helm's Deep is like It's the
1: best part. Hours
0: long. So, she's so nice. Like <laughs> she's got a thing about Nex. Oh yeah. Doesn't like Nex being uh, Yeah, she mentioned that. Yeah. But like horror genre, which is all Nex being slit. So it's, I maintain, like, you can't like horror and not watch the movie. Mm. doesn't count. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what are we grateful for? James, I'm sure you're grateful for an abundance of lids in your house.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, my bad, my bad, my <laughs> bad.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> still
1: haven't returned?
0: Nah, this, no, no, fuck, was, I haven't.
2: Hey, no, actually, I've got was some Thursday con- last week. No, I've got containers in the fridge, so uh, take one of them. Uh, oh, yeah, so I still- I haven't done that in
0: ages. No, it still cuts deep.
2: Yeah, I used to steal one of Thomas's lids every week for his containers and uh, he reminded me of it
0: on Friday. I reminded myself of it when I went to pack my food away and I was like, oh, I'm missing a lid.
2: (laughs) I like how you just know it's me. (laughs) I just see it on the desk. I'm like, yeah, take that.
0: Well, I was explaining to Meg, it's actually a team collaboration of ruining my life. So Gidge is great and washes all the dishes uh, so she washes the dishes. It ends up in the clean pile, and then James just yeah. Goes I, stack,
1: I was going to say <laughs> I stack them all,
0: swipes them all.
1: Mm.
0: Nice. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah. We have both
2: got the same containers. Yeah. Except his is a, his are a little bit bigger and radier. Mm. Um, I am grateful for. Is this silly? But air conditioning.
0: No, not that's silly. not silly. Not at silly, all. silly at all. So,
2: no. the other week I was, you know, when we because we weren't p- turning on the aircon until like midday. Um, I was so drained. You forget how fucking hot and drained you get just sitting there. <laughs> like when you're on the computer and you're just like, oh,
0: I'm so tired.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm. So, yeah. So you're very grateful for the air conditioning we have in uh,
0: this wonderful facility. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Nice. Let it be a lesson to any other gym owners listening to this. I bought the air conditioning out of the proceeds of competitions. Nice. So don't complain about running APU competitions and them not getting any money. Change feds make some money <laughs> for your gym buy some awesome air conditioning I bought the aircon I bought the fans I bought six of our combo racks I bought an entire gym worth of plates over the last three years all from comp proceeds it out amazing that's how amazing. this this gym's awesome all right Gidge what are you grateful uh, for
1: uh I am grateful for my mom and dad yes yeah I just went and saw them on the weekend and they live ages away and it's such a long trip and it's pretty tiring getting out there but yeah I wish I could spend more time with them. But no. they're going to be here in six weeks. Oh, nice. So that'll be nice.
0: No kangaroos harmed in the making of no this trip? No kangaroos.
1: I only saw one wallaby on the whole drive there. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and a bunch of emus, but they were like away, away. So. Oh,
0: I'm nice. See some emus.
1: Yeah. You see them all the time on the drive out there. Heaps of emus. Um, saw an echidna. I haven't seen a koala in the wild yet. Ah. Yeah. No koalas.
2: Tell them about those big birds that you saw. Big um, birds. Emus. No, no, no. The wedge tailed. Oh,
1: wedge tailed eagles. They're oh, huge. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're enormous.
2: Have you seen just them? On yeah. The side of the road. They're nasty, yeah. 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 They got
1: like huge legs to like tree trunks.
2: The yeah. biggest biggest bird yeah, the or biggest, biggest yeah, eagle? Yeah, I think they're
1: the biggest eagle, like the biggest
0: Flying flight bird.
1: bird, whatever you want to call it, in the world. But the biggest bird in the world is an ostrich, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: What is that? It must be the biggest um, raptor. Because the, I mean, the. Biggest wingspan is an albatross. Well,
1: the biggest yeah. land bird okay. is an ostrich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But they're, they're so majestic, though. They're eagles. They're so oh, majestic. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the hawks in New Zealand. Yeah. When you're driving in the country, there's heaps of hawks. Mm. They're just so cool looking.
1: Yeah, they are. Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Philippines with some pretty massive eagles.
1: I drove through another bushfire. Mm. This was the second bushfire I've driven through out there.
2: Yeah. She sent me me a video (laughs) and she's like, I just kept driving because I thought it was backburning. And in the video, (laughs) the roads are on fire (laughs) on each side. (laughs) Driving through literal (laughs) hell. (laughs) (laughs) That is (laughs) not backburning. How could you not? (laughs) How could you see this?
1: You don't really have a choice, (laughs) but to keep driving though, there's one road. And if I had to turn around, it would have added hours to my trip. (laughs)
2: Back <laughs> like you're on the road you're literally driving through sure a fire pretty not private property <laughs> <laughs> it's being back well, burned it's, right now.
1: when it was far away it looked like this tiny little cloud of smoke yeah. and then you got closer and it was enormous and i didn't really i could see the road was clear so i just kept going and then like seven fire trucks flew past me going in the opposite direction so <laughs> you gotta yeah, it must have got to play see
0: when someone accuses you of that you have to play the card of like expertise by genetics, so it's like oh, I'm a country girl. I know what <laughs> I know what to do. Mm. I tried to do
1: that once when there was a brown snake in my stairwell when I was drunk about oh ten years ago. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> got home and there was this baby brown snake there, and I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, we deal with these all the time in the bush. I've never dealt with a snake in my entire <laughs> yeah. life, but because I'd had a few drinks, I thought I could handle it. But I got sent inside, and the neighbor got it. <laughs> nice. Do
2: you know, do <laughs> you know what's like, the worst?
3: Wait, what, did you do something? Did you grab?
1: No, no, oh, okay. I, I was going to get a towel and just like pick it up and put it outside. That's a
2: terrible <laughs> idea.
1: <laughs> I Because the baby ones are just <laughs> as poisonous as the big ones.
0: <laughs> what were you going to say, James?
2: I was just going to say, uh, that's the worst when someone makes an assumption like that. Like, oh, get Thomas. He'll know how to do it. <laughs> and then
0: all of, all of a sudden you feel obliged that you have to
2: do this thing you have no idea no, what to do. Everyone's leaning on you to yeah. move, no.
0: move the snake. I was oh. going to say, you know the inexperienced people from New Zealand here, out, I think it was at a couple of comps ago, James was like, come, bro, you have to see the snake outside. I'm like, oh, snake. We went out, it was like a little lizard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thomas was
0: like, Oh, it's got legs. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> Wait, he, do, do snakes have legs? I, I can't remember these ones. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping I see some cool stuff. I have to drive from- Sydney to Orange, which I'm really excited about and thrilled. Bathurst, <laughs> sorry, not Orange. I can't wait. It's going to be the highlight of my 5 a.m. Saturday and like 7 p.m. Sunday, the three-hour drive. <laughs> uh, I'm Was actually, that? I'm a little bit nervous because I'm going to drive back after the comp, which will finish at 7 or 8 p.m. Mm. So the drive is all country. So I'm a little bit nervous in terms of kangaroos and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Um, whereabouts will you be? Like when but you first start driving at 5 a.m.? Will you be like quite inland?
0: Yeah, that drive will be fine because it'll be Sydney to Bathurst. Yeah. But on the way back will be Bathurst to Sydney at like 7 p.m. Ugh. You're
1: starting driving at 7 p.m.?
0: Yeah, probably.
3: Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the country. Go, oh.
0: I mean, I could stay yeah. another night.
1: Yeah, I no, but, you don't drive I, at night in the bush. The
0: the problem is if I stay another night, I have to get up at like 4 p.m. anyway, uh 4 a.m. 4 a.m. and then something. that's just as dangerous. Yeah. So I don't know whether to just commit to it or not. Is it? Is it slower. just as dangerous? It is. Yeah, because... It's um, dusk and dawn, right? Yeah,
1: because kangaroos are like pretty nocturnal, but they're most active. Yeah, like they come out at dusk and then okay. start sleeping when the sun comes up because it starts getting hot.
0: So you just switched on the Australian, start oh, did I? when the sun comes <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. just a country <laughs> girl. <laughs> All right, CJ, what are you grateful for? Um, I just got
3: one of those like desks that um you can like hit the button and it stands so you can stand and work and And it's up to my productivity so much yeah (laughs) yes yeah because when you're like sitting down especially for a few hours and you're working you start slouching Mm. and you start like doing this (laughs) and then then you tab out and watch youtube for a bit and you haven't touched the video you're editing but like once you stand up and and you're um i guess yeah i don't know once you're standing you feel like you have to like you're on so, yeah. I, I find like I can like work for longer amounts of time instead of like being so bad with procrastination. <laughs> mm. I,
2: I can't relate because I'm the slouch god when it comes to sitting down. I was mm. going to
0: say, I sit like a pleb.
2: <laughs> I remember you used to get, um whenever you jump in the chair after me, when yeah. we both used to sit downstairs, and I'd have it right down. Mm. And I'd, I'd be That's sitting me. halfway down the chair. That's uh, me and
3: the backrest. <laughs> I
2: love it. Back of bed.
3: Mm. And
0: you just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm bad for like, I have a, I mean, it's not a proper office chair, but it's a chair enough. At home, I just stood on like a wooden stool for six hours at a time. I don't care. Really? You stood on a wooden stool? No, I sit. Oh, sit, okay. Just on a shitty, uncomfortable chair. Jeez. An old dining chair. I mean, here, my office chair for like six years was a plastic, one of those plastic chairs from outside. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I mean, like yeah, wow. people like they sit for hours. and They're like, oh, my hips and back. So if your hips and back are already sore, Mm. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yes. sit on whatever you saw. want.
2: Actually, <laughs> when me and you used to sit down there, I'd have the good chair and you just sit on whatever. Yeah,
0: it's the best.
2: <laughs> you'd sit on a wrestling chair, that's what you you always used to sit on. Wrestling chair. Well, what's the proper name of them? You know, like a wrestling chair. Oh, the oh, fold out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the wrestling yeah. chair. Oh,
1: yeah. We've you know, been watching some like like WWF recently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got a um I got an uh, Instagram memory the other day of you. Do you remember when I used to I went through my standing desk phase. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My standing desk was the seal row. Yeah. Oh really? I just used to put that against the desk and stand and work on it. Was well, that That's at the old idea. PTC? Yeah, yeah, but I used to stretch on it at the same time. So I was like working with my leg up on the desk <laughs> like there. James took a photo of me and put it on Instagram and was like That's when-, amazing. when you've got work at four and squats at five or something.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: It was a bad phase, a standing desk phase with stretching at the same time. It was ugly as fuck. Cause I had like <laughs> that. And then a the little, like one of the block pull blocks on top of it. And I was going through a barefoot phase. So I just looked l- like a homeless guy, <laughs> <laughs> wandered into the gym and set up camp.
2: Actually, I went through a little phase where I was sitting with my legs crossed mm. on the floor with
0: my laptop. Mm-hmm. I need to get back into that. Actually. Have you guys ever seen a kneeling chair? Yes.
1: I think I know what you're talking yes.
0: about. Yes. They're real weird. Oh, when I worked at Queensland Health, the, some ergonomic revolution happened and heaps of people got kneeling chairs and they all look like the biggest idiots. Because you mm. know, cause you're like, you straddle them like you're riding a horse yeah. and all your weight's on your knees. Mm. So you're like kneeling forward and like sitting on this little seat for your butt. So you'd walk around these offices and all these old ladies are like
2: on these weird <laughs> yeah, ass yeah. horse, <laughs> and horse like riding looking. Yeah, 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 it's so Very
0: weird. weird. He's straddling. Well, my, my mum used to work at Flight Centre and they went through the like uh boat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd walk in they'd all be like <laughs> bouncing out the desk. Well, what is happening in here?
2: Bouncing. Why was that a thing? It I was don't know. F- for core strength, eh?
0: Yeah, something like that. It was in Rickerton Mall, she works. <laughs> Flight Centre. What
2: were you grateful? What are you grateful
0: for, Tom Bro? Uh blah. Bu- 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 what am I grateful for? Uh I'm grateful for my barbecue working out on the weekend. You killed it, bro. Uh, I haven't I haven't nailed it on that offset until the weekend. The weekend was good. It was a good one. Happy.
2: Very. I was very grateful for that barbecue as well. I bet you were. Thank you, Tombras. So were the dogs. <laughs> I'm <was> very <laughs> grateful. All right. Um. We got some quotes. CJ, you got a quote for me, brother? No. Yes. I don't. Yes, I do. Look at everyone pull their It says... I out. forgot. <laughs>
3: you can't become a good sailor in calm waters. Nice. So, lesson being is that it, you need the trials and tribulations of life to make you better.
0: I like it. That's very on brand for you. <laughs> very on brand. <laughs> yeah. Gardener in a war quote.
3: Gardener in a what? Gardener in a war. In a war, yes. Yeah, yeah don't be a gardener at war. All
2: right, All right James, go. <laughs> Mine's by Marcus Aurelius. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself but to your estimate of it. And this and this, you have the power to revoke at any moment. Nice. Another stoic quote.
0: I like it. Even Always make a total effort even when the odds are against you. Arnold Palmer.
1: I don't have a quote. I didn't even... I totally forgot about quotes. All right. I'm just going to type in quotes and read the first one that comes up in images. You must be the change you wish you wish to see in the world. Well, that's boring. But <laughs>
3: the change that? you want to see. What's your favorite
0: yes. alien quote off the top of your head? No Google.
1: Oh, uh, it's a long one though. Go on, we got time. I've already said it. We recorded. F- it was the first movie quote that I ever said on here.
2: Yeah. What I'm
1: not going to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> so, it's too long. It's um, my second favorite one.
0: Um um, 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 um um Favorite Lord of the Rings quote.
3: Yes.
1: Mm. Dóspé. <laughs> toss me <laughs>
0: that's my favorite <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a good one um i don't know i'm drawing a blank
2: that's all right i right. forgive you before we get into some of our topics what have you guys been up to tom Have you've been jet-setting have i no you haven't I was at your last ha- week no i was at your house on the weekend
0: yeah it was my <laughs> first first weekend with no comps and no work you kind of had to work
2: like- though you Fucking the barbecue is uh, a. It's
0: a labor of love. That is a labor of love, but it's a twelve-hour labor of love. <laughs> that's that's oh work that gosh. costs me money instead of makes me money. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's different. Uh, yeah, just that started a conditioning programming con- conditioning program this week. So it's all been one-minute rest periods, just slamming uh. through it super fast, trying to get a little bit leaner, in summer ready, pool ready. Nice. I'm just sick of being fat. So getting a little bit leaner and. I think I'll do this like every what it's feeling like is every third block I won't be able to tolerate raw squats heavy so every third block I think I'll do a little bit more of a conditioning style block nice just so I can go a bit harder on the strength training and eating a bit more in the other two alternating blocks so gonna give that a little go so uh, that's been me and then I've got this comp on the weekend Uh, we've got Joseph Whitaker competing Lily Riley uh, Matt Stenzel um, An honorary mention to Josh Takua, who's also lifting.
2: Oh, Stenzel's first
0: comp since twenty pro twenty twenty. No, not that long ago. He's done one since then, I think. It's been a long time though. Been a long time. He's had a baby in the meantime and uh, uh, shifted his business and opened a new business. It's, it's yeah, it's been a long while. So uh, he's driving down there this morning. they they're doing a trip to Dubbo. Dubbo Zoo.
1: Dubbo. We went there for a school excursion once.
0: Yeah. Mm. Is the zoo good?
1: I this was a long time ago, but I remember it being really good. I missed the coolest part because I got stung by a bee.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nightmare <coughs> fuel. Yeah, right. yeah. I no. got stung by a bee
1: and had to get taken away to go and see like no. a nurse, oh. and I missed all the monkeys.
0: Damn. Mm. What about you, James? What have you been up to?
2: Um, what have I been up to? <coughs> I say this every week. Just stogging. Yeah, just. Lifting, bit of jits. I had a good weekend actually. Went to yours for a barbecue. Watched some UFC. Uh watched the rugby. All blacks making it through to the finals this weekend. World Cup Finals, so it's fucking awesome. Let's go. Country of what? Three and a half million people. Up the Waz. Up the Waz. Up the Waz. <laughs> uh yeah, so the All Blacks <laughs> are, are killing it. But uh, what am I doing training wise? I'm just coming in and kind of doing whatever. Hundred for twenty. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, got it again. Oh my gosh. Mm. Um, squatting. Uh, I'm squatting with a safety bar now, mm. so I'm yeah, gonna start sh- trying to push that. That's why I asked you, Have you ever safety bar 200? So I wanna, I don't know, I probably should be able to, but I've never you'll safety, be able to, I've never safety bar mm. 200,
3: and that bar's 27A eh? 24, 24. Yeah, which one? Kabuki. That, kabuki's no, 20. I thought nah. it
1: says 25 on the side.
3: Oh, it's 25 on the kabuki, yeah. I know kabuki's like. 25 or something, and then the Oz strength was like even stronger. That one's 32. 32. It's stronger, yeah. even heavier. Mm. Now it's 20. 25. Well, it 25. says
1: 25 on the side. I yeah,
3: think it maybe is. Maybe it's 25. Because yeah. I remember you actually hopping on the scale with
0: yeah.
2: it and it being, yeah, 25. Mm. Um, Arbitrary measure of resistance. Yes. <laughs> Great bar. Great bar. Yeah, so just doing that. <laughs> Bit of jiu-jitsu. That's good. I think I'm averaging like including lifting like eleven sessions a week. Nice. And um, I feel like this is kind of the sweet spot where I'm not ten. Ah, uh, I'm no, I'm lying. I'm sore every day, but uh, it's good. It's tolerable. Mm. Nice. Until it's I crash good.
0: and burn. Nice, nice, nice. You got all the all the all your ducks in a row as well. You're eating well. You're mm. sleeping eight hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> a week.
1: <laughs> a week.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said to
2: Tom Bro right the other day, I, was, I reckon I slept ninety minutes last night. It was bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right, Gidge, What about you? You been out out, out to the west. country? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I went out west. Just spent some time with mum and dad. There's not much to do out there, and there's no gym. So I just hung out with all the oldies because it's only the oldies left in town now.
0: Nice.
1: So I worked at the op shop on Saturday with mum and dad. They run the op shop on Saturday mornings. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. That's cool. So
1: yeah, worked uh, by working at the op shop, it was literally just talking shit to all the locals and drinking yeah. coffee all morning. So, so yes. yeah, it was great. And then Sunday went down to the caravan park and went to the coffee club there <laughs> with the oldies and that was pretty much it. Hung out with the next door neighbor's dog a lot, watched a lot of movies, napped a bit.
2: I like how Bridget prefaced that there's no gym there, so there's nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> her, her life fell apart because she couldn't go to a gym. <laughs> what mate, do I do now? What, what do you need a gym for, mate? <laughs>
0: Cart around some logs, feed the animals, build a fence.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. CJ. Um not much really. Uh I I have just started a new training block, uh, Strength Brock, which is really fun, actually. Like starting to really um slowly put on the weight more and i'm feeling like sore again from training which is nice um not a bad sore so <laughs> that's a good thing um same as james watched the disappointing ufc card and <laughs> and yeah got up for the, so early for it as well oh, it's such a horrible feeling like you yeah you wake up so early and then you have that result and you're like well this is a great start to the day <laughs> now i'm gonna be depressed all day so thinking for, about
0: this for those not in the know aka okay, me why? Why was it disappointing?
3: Um. So the guys that uh were fighting were took the fight on very short notice, and one of them is an Aussie, and he's a very, very, very good fighter. Mm. And the guy that he was challenging, um, he's a guy that uh, James like quoted last week, who's yes. like the real warrior mentality dude. Um, they had a fight a while ago, and it was super close, and it's the only one that's really given this guy run for his money, and the. Rematch has been so highly anticipated, but he was meant to fight someone else. That guy pulled out, and this guy took the fight on like very short notice, which we didn't like because you know we would rather it be a proper rematch. But you know then, yeah, he just really wasn't, I guess, on it, and yeah, he ended up getting knocked out in the first round. Mm.
0: As it in was, the Aussie guy got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He's so
2: gracious though, even in defeat. Eh? That just shows yeah. how great he is. His nickname is Alex Alex the Great,
3: Alexander. and he's.
2: Yeah. He's arguably before that he was pound for pound best fighter in the UFC um, and he went up a weight class. Mm. But like in powerlifting terms, it's like if someone goes, Hey, do you want to do a comp? You're like, fuck, I haven't prepped for it. Yeah. So indeed. he had no camp. So yeah. normally you want to be, I don't know, for those guys, maybe be in like a 16 week camp or something. Yeah. Same thing. Would you say that, would you feel comfortable doing a 16 week like block? F- would you feel comfortable doing 16 weeks of prep for powerlifting? Yeah. Is that good enough? Yeah. 12 weeks? 10 weeks? Yeah, Yeah. Not 11 days (laughs) Yeah so he took it on 11 days And like we said last week he had to cut 12 kilos Uh, Oh
3: something stupid Mm. Um, There was another guy that they asked Named Gaichi, But he was 185 so it was too heavy Because UFC's got this regulation Where you've got to be within a weight limit So you're not dropping so much And you know fighters are dying and So yeah And it's kind of taken a big hit on his legacy Which is pretty sad Cause I love the guy.
2: <laughs> I don't reckon. I don't reckon it's affected his legacy.
3: I hope. I hope not. I, nah, really I can not. Because that, that's really heartbreaking. <coughs> his stocks have definitely gone down though after it. Mm. Yeah. Did you see the post-fight, um, like, conference? Yeah, it
2: was Wait. sad. That uh, was. I've never. <laughs> mm,
0: I could. <laughs> like, I could. Eh? Yeah. Why was yeah. it
2: sad? He was just talking about um his mental health and um he keeps taking these fights because he uh he he gets like he says he kind of feels like empty when he's not fighting or prepping for a fight and camp. Yeah. Mm, He gets on his own head and uh, yeah, he's
3: hurt. You hear about a lot of fighters get this, but to hear someone actually going through it, that was pretty
2: rough. And I think this is why we see so many old fighters still trying to hang on to it. And you know, it's quite sad when you see an old dude in there, even if they're in the UFC and they're getting fucking towed up by like a, you know, 20 year old hungry Mm. monster. And it's like, Mm.
0: you need to retire, bro. Yeah. It's interesting. Hey, because like, it's not unique to UFC. It's any sporting Mm. pursuit. It's like, you know, you hear a lot of um uh good well meaning coaches sort of saying don't make power the thing your identity, there's more to life than this, which is absolutely true. But if you want to excel at any pursuit, you have to make it your identity. Mm. And like so these these people at the very top of elite sport like that, that is, they live and breathe it. They they consider themselves nothing without it. And it's a catch twenty two. It's like they have to do that to be the best. And they're the best because they do that. But once that runs out, how do you break that? You know, how do you come out of that? If Mm. you've made it your entire meaning in life, you gotta just find some new meaning. It's not that simple. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny you say that because I've I've always been the kind of, I've always lean towards it don't make this your identity thing but i think mine comes out of a place of insecurity because i make everything i do like my identity Mm. i just can't help but get so immersed in it and without sport it's like fuck i wouldn't have anything Mm. well you know that's that's Mm -hmm. why i
0: always clap back against it because it's like the people that i coach and the people that i want to coach are the people who i want to see make it if you're not Mm. all or nothing why are you getting coached by me yeah Mm. i'm here to make you the best and support you being the best I don't work. Want to work with people who are like just doing a healthy lifestyle. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, we are going to support you in that. But if you're picking a personal coach and paying a shitload of money, I'm not the guy for that. Mm. I'm the guy to make you the best power lifter you can be. Hundred. So I I think it's totally okay to have that mindset. There there is uh, implications that come with it.
2: Yeah, I like I think it's funny though Because when I first started jujitsu, I was doing like private lessons and stuff And then I'd always have these little epiphanies I'm like, why am I doing private lessons? I'm fucking 32 years old And I don't know, like do you think that's weird? Like, No, nah, no way I mm, know, oh, that's what I mean It's just me being fucking What's this
0: old dude doing, like mm.
2: doing privates Because he wants to get good I'm like, oh, alright, yeah. yeah, relax Stop getting in your head about it
0: No, nah. Nah, do it If you want to do it, do it mm. Sure because, I mean, why are you doing jujitsu? You want to be the best jujitsu practitioner you can be. Mm. Player, fighter, roller. Pl- player. Yeah. Player?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Jitsu dog. Floor roller. Floor roller. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered what the name Because I know for judo, you're a judoka. Yeah. And karate is you're a karate car. I think it is. Really? Yeah. But jujitsu, I've never. Ju- We've uh, had this conversation before. Yes, we have.
2: <laughs> Grappler. I don't know. Grappler. Yeah. Mm. Floor All right. roller. <laughs> Powerlifting. Training. Something like that. All right. First topic is, what is powerlifting? No, it's not. Um, (laughs) Waste of time. (laughs) Waste of (laughs)
0: time.
2: See, you're the kind of person I don't want to coach, Tom, bro. If you think it's a waste of time. (laughs) Exactly. Get serious. (laughs) Um, First thing I want to talk about is why a strength athlete should cut and bulk. (sighs) What is a cut and what is a bulk to begin with?
0: Where did this question come from?
2: Um, my brain to to be in all seriousness. No, nah, I was just thinking about uh, just how many people do you know that ruin their performances by poor cutting and bulking methods, I guess. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I just thought why should an athlete, uh, why should a strength athlete in particular, so why a powerlifting athlete should cut and bulk? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a good question because it highlights the kind of mindset around it. And that's not a dig at you. This is what people think. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, I got I got to cut for this weight class or I got to eat up into this weight class. That's where people go wrong, is like they they commit themselves to a weight class, and then that becomes their identity. To use that same sort of thought process, uh, and then they just don't fully understand the implications of what they're doing. So it's like if you're you're weighing around ninety kilos now, and you want to go to the hundreds, your goal shouldn't be to fill out the hundred kilo class in six months because that's not going to happen without you just getting fat, and that's what people do. They get fat. And then they're like, oh, I'm too fat. I need to get leaner. So they get caught in these cut bulk cycles trying to make these weight classes all the time. And it just screws their performance along the way. Like we need to reframe our attitude around nutrition to eating for performance while staying as lean as we can in whatever weight class we are. Because that's the best powerlifting version of you that there is. Fat doesn't move weight. That's, That's the long and the short of it. Getting heavier doesn't automatically make you stronger. It's just not how it works.
2: So ideally, Tom, bro, let's just uh, use Bridget for an example. How much do you weigh at the moment, Bridget?
1: 59.7.
2: 59. So in her weight, there's two weight classes she could compete in. One's under 56 and one's under 60. Uh, there'd be a part of Bridget that would probably be like, I want to compete under 56s because I'd be stronger there. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of her that would probably be like, no, I should compete under 60s so I don't have to die down to the under 56s. Like uh-huh. what would you do? What would your advice be to someone in – Uh, situation like bridget
0: well again it's the same it's it's reframing it around the right thought process because that thought process and a lot of people have it where they're like i would be stronger in the weight class below they're looking at their strength currently where they're at with what they're eating and what they're weighing and thinking it's going to be the same through a heavy cut into that weight class it's just not how it works why people always fuck up at comps they're like yeah i'm i'm better suited to the 74s because they're looking at their strength level while they're walking around at 80 kilos and then they're they're like all the guys that i want to compete against are in the 74 so i'll do this drastic cut to get there and then they just shit on their performance in the meantime rather than being like okay where am i at with my training and my nutrition how hard is it going to be for me to get into that weight class stop focusing on the actual weights that you're lifting and comparing it to everyone else, compare it to yourself and where you're currently at and where you can be your best. And almost always, it's not going to be something that's a drastic cut. It's almost always going to be the weight class that you're closest to, which might be a cut, might be a little bit heavier, doesn't matter. The weight class that you're currently closest to, assuming that you're in a relatively lean state and you're uh, eating to maximize performance, you're not in a calorie deficit, that's probably going to be your weight class right now.
1: And there's also some people that want to lift in a certain weight class because there's certain records that they want to break. Yeah. And while there's nothing wrong with that, that shouldn't be your primary focus of staying in a weight class. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, There's definitely levels to it as well. Um, so what I just said is probably the best general advice you could take. But there are going to be lifters that do have options as to where they can move. So the best example I can draw on this is like Jen Smith. Uh, Jen you know, has a bunch of records in the 60s and the 56s. She's sitting around 56 at the moment. She's got the experience, the strength, the capability to go down to the 52s and break a bunch of 52 records if she wants to, which she does want to do. So she's she's in the opposite trajectory. She's looking at getting leaner and going down and complementing that with a water cut to get to that weight class, which she's done a million times before. Uh, So that's a little bit different in the sense that She's got options to chase multiple weight class records. Caleb um, Voice is another example. He's got every all-time bench record from like 90 kilos to 125 or something like that. He's got a bunch of these bench records and he's done it the opposite. He's just gotten heavier and heavier and heavier uh, with the primary focus being I'm just going to break every bench record as I go up and up and up.
2: He was showing me videos of him uh, as an under 83 lifter. (laughs) Crazy, yeah. Yeah, in powerlifting Australia
0: back in the day. Yep, 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 way back in the
2: day. He's so strong, eh? So strong. Crazy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and the, obviously the common denominator with the people that Tom Bro just mentioned is they're,
0: they're elite. Mm. They're literally the best of the best in our sport. Yep. Um, and even with that, I still work with a lot of elite lifters that I'll talk out of certain weight classes mm-hmm. because they they still carry with it w- that mindset with them. And it all comes down to like why are you actually committing to this weight class or this or this cut is it a logical reason or is it some emotional attachment that you have to either a weight class or a number and then is it realistic and if it's realistic and doable sure go ahead and do it most of the time it's just not
2: mm. i've got um a good so i've got a couple of people that want to um uh so david david wilcock a uh, masters lifter. He um he's competed one two fives and under one tens. And at the Christmas Cup, he wants to compete under hundreds. Yeah. And for him, I completely understand. It's a health for him. It's a health, uh It's a it's from the health perspective. Mm. You know, he's getting older. He's sixty three years old. And I understand he wants to be fit and healthy. And he wants to live a long life. And I think for him, like it's a really good option. And he hasn't been under a hundred kilos. And I think he said ten plus years. Mm. So he's like a hundred and I don't know three kilos. So it's not far off. So, yeah, he's really excited for that. And same thing. There's a few Masters records that he wants to grab there. And then someone like uh, Angus Roxburgh, who's sitting at around 102, 103 kilos as well. Um, he's always been a little bit of a bigger boy. So this will be, this will be massive for him. And also what this is going to do is going to set us up really nicely for Nationals next year. Mm. So, therefore, if he competes at this comp at under 100s, then he's got a lot of leeway. He's got a lot of wiggle room to eat up into that weight class. Not necessarily, a, like we spoke about, fill out that weight class because gaining 10 kilos in five months or whatever probably isn't, isn't that great. Um, so, it's just going to make his prep a whole lot more comfier. He's not going to have yeah. to be in a deficit. He can eat in a small surplus, and especially uh, you in know, those lo- later phases of training, it's going to make those phases a lot more enjoyable.
0: For sure i mean we did the same thing with tom hardy um he was getting a little bit out of control with his weight because he had the mindset of just keep eating and keep getting bigger and so when we started doing nutrition two years ago he was like 113 Mm. and since then we've been been down to 93 and he's only just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger along the way Uh, because it's like man it's not about how heavy you are it's about how much muscle you carry and to maximise a weight class, maximise your performance in the sport of powerlifting, it's better to be carrying more muscle and less fat in a weight class. If yeah, you're in the 110s, but you're really a 90 kilo or a 100 kilo lifter because if you were lean, you'd be under 100. Why are you sitting in the 110s?
2: You look at every single one of the best powerlifters in the world across any federation, they've all got something in common is they carry a lot of a lot of fucking muscle. Except They're all jacked out of lean, their brains. Except
0: for the super heavyweights.
2: weights. Yeah. Um but even when you look at them when they're younger and le- like when you see old school photos of um Melanichev and that yeah they he look like a greek god eh like yeah, yeah but um
0: and I, I mean a lot of the super heavyweight champions aren't that fat they're just mm, gigantic yeah i mean Dylan Hellriegel a perfect example of that mm. he's he's got abs in the right lighting
2: like he's huge um like who was on the podium like you look at the podium zero the zero weakness page posted a photo the other day yeah. of just random people Really good lifters at the Zero Pro, and they're all so jacked. Yeah, and it's uh, I don't know, it's really cool because you know it just gets rid of that stereotype about powerlifting all being fat and fucking unhealthy and slow. Just eat lollies and drink monsters for sure. <laughs> so it's a, it's pretty cool. Lollies <laughs> for sure, for
0: sure. I, I know I've said this a billion times on the podcast and everywhere else, but powerlifters tend to do things backwards in the sense that they do a comp, then they get relaxed with their nutrition, they get close to a comp, then they start to tighten it up. They're like, oh, I got to lose a bit of weight. You don't want to be cutting calories while you're going through those strength phases. You want to be doing that straight after a comp so you can stay at maintenance or even a slight surplus leading into competition. That's going to yield the best performance. So focus on your body composition straight after a comp so you're setting yourself up for the future. Don't get all relaxed and just eat like shit and uh, blow out because then you're just going to have to undo all that work later on when you're focusing on being stronger. And that's just going to lead to disappointing results on the platform. And so many people get caught in that cycle.
2: I um just because who was on the podium for the for the woman at the zero pro Lily Riley Lydia, Lydia Hankey and, Justin Baxi uh, yeah. and they all jacked <laughs> very they've all got incredible uh, body composition um and who was for the males Josh Takua Yep, T Hardy T Hardy Chris Whitaker
0: Chris Whitaker from Perth yeah mm,
2: and same thing there
0: yeah all jacked and lean
2: yeah you can't really yeah besides like you said besides the super heavyweight you can't Everyone at the, be- the best in their weight class, every single one of them has a lot of muscle tissue. They're all, mm. they're all juiced. Not, yeah, juiced like Jack. Very juicy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. What else we got?
2: Um, is cardio a good weight loss tool? Why wouldn't it be? Um, I think the better, the better question would be what kind of cardio uh-huh. is a good weight loss tool. If your goal is, if you're a powerlifter and your goal is to compete in powerlifting and you need to cut weight, I wouldn't suggest going for a run every day or, you know, doing some high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people do. Some people don't know that you can just get your steps up and, you know, that low intensity steady state cardio is more beneficial than uh, going for a run or
0: whatever.
1: Swimming.
2: Swimming is mm.
0: good. Swimming's good if you can swim yeah Yeah. (laughs) as in no no no. no. (laughs) i mean that seriously like as in uh to to get enough output you need to be able to last long enough so you have to have technique you have to have Mm. the ability to to be able to do laps but it's very low impact on your body for sure Mm -hmm. for sure yeah part of my when i learned how to swim a few years ago part of my mindset was i'm going to do this for cardio but i never got good enough to be able to do it for cardio yeah stick to walking um but I mean, like again, I, I would pick apart the language and say it's the wrong question, and we shouldn't just be looking at cardio as a tool for weight loss. Can it contribute towards that? Yeah, absolutely, it can. Uh, but I, we've said this on the podcast before. Power, powerlifters should be doing cardio regardless, just for general health and mm-hmm. fitness. Uh, it makes you feel better. It makes you perform better. It makes you better in your day to day life. makes you sleep better. There's just so many endless, um, endless benefits to it for something that's so low barrier. But 100% agree with what you're saying James in terms of the right type of cardio is what matters most. Mm. Can it be a good tool for uh weight loss? Yeah, for sure. So it can be eating less. Uh, at the end of the day it just comes down to an, an equation, output and input, right? Mm-hmm. Output of activity and input of food. Um as long as you're doing more than what you're eating, you're going to lose weight. Do you do you track your steps or do you
2: just nah. know you walk an hour every day and nah, I've
0: never I have on, The only time I've ever seen my step count is with, when I'm with someone who's tracking theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I've never done it in my entire life. Besides, Queensland Health gave us pedometers for some challenge once in like 2000 and... I don't know. I would have been in placement in like 2011. That's the only time I've had a pedometer. Mm. But <laughs> yeah, I don't take my phone with me when I walk.
2: That's good. Yeah, I uh, the only time I've tracked my steps was when I broke my ribs. Yeah, So I was like, I can't really do anything. I need some other... I need some other metric that I can, you know, I need some data that I can uh, follow or, you know, keep track of because mm. I couldn't train. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this would be nice. Try to get 10,000 steps a day. But other than that, no, I don't either.
0: I reckon I'd average like 12 to 15,000 mm. a day, most days. Because uh, do you walk an hour every day? Yeah. It's, it's been, I'm still finding routine at the new place, uh, but historically, yeah. Yeah. At least. Because, yeah, that would be a lot. Yeah. Now, now it's going to be like two 45 minute walks. Mm-hmm. One in the morning and one in the afternoon. Just got a bit, bit more time now that I don't spend six hours a day driving to the gym. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cardio, absolutely fantastic. And like you said, pick the right time.
2: What would be the cardio you'd uh, suggest for powerlifters?
0: Honestly, the one that you can do consistently and enjoy. Uh Like even you saying, don't just go out and go for a run. That's you coming from a runner's perspective that knows what running is and technique and everything like that. You could go out and run cardio if you wanted to mm-hmm. because you know how to right uh, so if you know how to run nothing wrong with running for sure uh, but for the, for the average punter pal if something between either walking cycling rowing uh, swimming something low impact very easy low barrier to entry uh, that you can do in an enjoyable fashion and uh, stick to consistently
2: yeah I've got a tip for you as well if you are wanting to do a little bit more cardio um, keep keep your heart rate if you've got a wearable a wearable uh, heart rate monitor or some kind of tracking device like a good metric to use is try get eight to ten thousand steps a day yeah. but another thing is if you are going to try do some cardio and you want to keep it a uh, low intensity in a steady state you want to try keep your heart rate below one fifty mm. that's just a good general piece of advice that's called zone two so you want to keep it around there mm. and why um oh, well that's the so, I just go by the zones off my uh, watch. But uh, so, zone two is anaero- uh, anaerobic, mm-hmm. and zone three is aerobic. Mm-hmm. So, you just want to wait, am I right?
0: Have I got no. that mixed that'd, up? That'd be aerobic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got Sorry, I got around the wrong way. Yeah, zone three would be like huffing, mm. puffing, Yeah, like no, nah, you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. But because um, your, your rule of thumb is you should be able to walk, while, uh, talk while you're doing it, right? Yeah.
2: Like when, when people be like, yo, you guys did 35 kilometers, it's like we spoke the entire time. Yeah. It wasn't hard. Like our legs got heavy, our legs got sore. But, um, yeah, you want to be able to talk the entire time mm-hmm. mm. so yeah,
0: nice. It's just about being able to go the distance, right? That's it, like, if I was walking as hard as I can, I couldn't talk and mm. think so and i and as a result, I'd have to g- I'd gas out quicker. It's just like I'd rather go for time and distance rather than speed.
2: That's it. you just yeah. want to accumulate time on your legs, yeah. um, time and attention
1: <laughs> I really want to get into hiking, hiking nice. would be fun, cardio.
0: Nice, nice, nice.
2: Bernie's doing Mount Kosciuszko.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know. That's the tallest mountain in Australia. In Australia, right? where well, is he's it? He's
1: not really, is he? Yeah. Mount Kosciuszko.
0: Bernie hikes every weekend.
2: For Bernie? A bloke, yeah, for a bloke that can't move his shoulders above his head. <laughs> 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 he's
1: where is Mount Heath? the at the electrician? Are they electricians? Yeah. 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 Oh,
2: okay. Wow.
1: Where's Mount Kosciuszko? I don't
2: know. Uh, I don't know it. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know it was Ugh. Australian. ACT?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Maybe. I don't know. I could be
0: way off.
1: Wow.
2: I know where Mount Tambourine is. <laughs> Mount Tambo. <laughs> I
0: know where Mount Gravatt is. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it.
1: Mount Druitt.
0: Mount Druitt. Home of the brave.
3: <laughs> Have you ever done
0: Mount Warning? No. Yeah.
1: No. Did they close the top of it now, though? I heard it was closed off for a while. Oh, I think why? I think it's like sacred Aboriginal land or something. I'm not sure. But it was just recently. But I don't know if it's open back up now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: The only one I've done in Australia is like one or two of the Glasshouse Mountains. Yeah.
2: I used to do heaps back in New Zealand. Like I've uh, done St. James, that big five-day one. Uh, I've done Abel Tasman. I've hiked and kiked. Wait, yeah, wow. Five-day? Yeah, so you stay in little cabins along the way. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it was snowing. It was cool. Mm. <gasps> five days. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, that's a long time. Mm. And then, like, so obviously you sleep in the cabins, and then you're hiking for what? How Another long day? each day? Mm. The whole day.
2: Yeah, but you stop along the way have lunch. And
3: is that five days on the way there, or there? Oh, and I think back? it's a loop.
2: Oh, it's a loop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hiked oh, a
1: volcano a on Reunion Island once, and it was like being on Mars.
3: What's Reunion
0: Island?
1: Reunion Island is a French island in between Madagascar and Mauritius off the coast of Africa.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, That's and crazy. like,
1: because it, it's still active <laughs> and it erupts like You've every- You've been to Africa? Off the, I haven't been to Africa, well, off the coast of Africa. Wow. But every two years it erupts on average. Yeah, and so like out. the whole, and the island gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And um, yeah, the whole thing is just like all dried up lava. So yeah, it was like being on another planet. Crazy. Yeah, it was really cool.
0: Super cool. Yeah jeez,
2: um, what else have I got here? How to properly train to failure? oh, mm, where did this question come from? My brain as well no, nah, just um i just i saw a video the other day, and it's this young kid, Tom Lane, that trains he actually knows him, and yeah. he trains at good life, and he's been posting he he get he generates a lot of uh followers and viewings and clicks and whatever just because he train his leg sessions look nuts they're like tom platts equivalent yeah, okay so he just goes crazy and then I like i like watching that stuff it's cool um not particularly his content but like
0: just people training hard
2: yeah, yeah i just that's what i like and then i see so many people so many you know fitness influencers you know picking it apart yeah going on about why training like this is bad for you and whatever and i'm ah whatever like that kid likes it yeah, I don't really care what he's doing and he's enjoying it and he's just sharing his the way he trains. I don't think he's really hurting. Do you think he's harming anyone? No. No. Nah. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. I don't think he intended, he didn't say this is how you should train. Yeah. He just said this is, this is how I train. But mm. when you guys think about training to failure, like how would you guys are properly train to failure?
0: You mean how would you like properly implement training to failure? Yeah. I think it's got its, its time and place for sure. Uh, I think you need to be able to train to failure to understand how to actually use things like RPE and RIR. Like it's that saying, you know, you you don't know what a ten is until you've gone to eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, it's really important for developing mental grit, for knowing where your actual limits are, and uh, overcoming, you know, that mind versus body battle that comes with any pursuit of training. Because uh, your your mind will give up way before your body does in always, most things.
1: Always, always,
0: In most things. And not just like from a I can't do this perspective, but your body has a lot of protective feed-forward mechanisms to stop you from doing dumb stuff that happened way before bad stuff actually happens. So a good example of this is thirst You'll or hunger. You'll feel hungry or thirsty way 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 before your body is dehydrated or needs food to the point where you're actually at danger it's a protection mechanism to say drink a little bit more eat a little bit more to make sure that we don't go way too far and then end up hurting ourselves and it's the same things like the kind of signals that your your body will give your your brain will give your body to say stop doing that thing you can push through that you can go way past that um, and so I think it's really good at just teaching you to be able to ignore some of those signals within reason, like mm. not doing dumb stuff, but just being like, I can push mm. developing that mental grit. Uh, so to answer the question, how and where would you use it? I'd use it, especially with more inexperienced lifters, uh, throwing in some MRAPs. Uh, I think it's great for just fun, uh, but to also enhance all those other benefits and just to like push yourself and your friends and have a bit of healthy competition. And yeah, I
2: like using it. Um, Especially if someone's you know very far out from competition, uh, just to keep you know some fresh, uh, fresh goals. Because mm. you know you, it's pretty easy to forget um, why you're doing you know the certain task at hand. It's like fuck, I've got this comp in a million weeks. Uh, training's a little bit monotonous; it's a little bit boring. I'm just kind of grinding out each week, week by week. So it's pretty fun to set some little goals in there. What I like to do is I might like to program someone like a top set at zero point five RAR. Um and then maybe in week 4 I'll challenge them to try hit that set again but for x amount of reps. Mm. Um you know a top set maybe some back downs amraps are really fun. Uh by week 4 I want you to try amrap this for x amount of reps. Just same thing just program it intelligently. Don't do it too often. Don't do it with every exercise. I think a top set is really like a really fun way to do it and do some back downs. Um I think that's fine.
0: Mm. Yeah, one one thing I like doing with myself to keep my mind fresh with this sort of stuff is I use RIR training and say if I'm doing um, a leg press or a hack squat or something like that, I might program two really hard sets with the one or two RIR. And on the first set, I'll have a, a rep number in mind. I'll go towards that and then I'll just keep going until I hit that RIR that's fine, I established that that rep count. Let's say I'm going for 12 and I hit 13. Cool, that's my one RIR. On the next set, I'm like, I have to match that. And once I match that, I'm going to go to whatever I believe the one RIR, is, one RIR is. And it's almost always more than it was the first time, mm. which is like, okay, the first one you actually did bitch out. So it, it really teaches you that you've often got a little bit more than what you think you have. The easiest way to unlock that is just have someone else tell you that you can do more. Like have mm. a coach there pushing you and being like, You're not done.
2: You got more. Yeah, you've uh you've been flying very close to the sun in uh your sessions with Tombroy.
1: Oh, eh? uh, sometimes.
2: Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: like, with leg press, definitely.
2: But that's cool. That's just yeah. like a reminder that it's yeah. like fucked. I remember you I said I used to
1: bitch out on leg press all the time.
2: Well that's what you said after your first session with Tombro. You're like, I fucking don't train hard enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with with most accessories I don't. Nice. <laughs>
2: And it's cool, like you said. Sometimes you just need that reminder. Fuck, I can do way
0: more. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's call it there and do what? I, did you have some fun stuff, Bridget?
1: Well, I've got some. I've got some on this days and a few quiz yeah. questions for you guys, if you are interested. Some That's of great. the on this days are actually from yesterday. That's cool. From when I was looking them up. But we'll start with those. So on this day, actually yesterday, Drake was born. It was Drake's birthday? He was thirty seven yesterday. Oh, happy yeah. birthday in the 6th. 6,
0: <laughs> sick, <laughs> sick, sick, sick. There you go, baby. And uh, in
1: 1945, yesterday the UN was established.
2: Wait, Drake's got the same birthday as my dad. That's sick.
1: Was it your dad's birthday yesterday? Oh, oh happy birthday, Mr. Hendry. <laughs> Does he listen to the podcast? Big fan. <laughs> do your mum and dad listen to the podcast?
2: No, my mum and my brother do. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my mum watches so it. My mum sends I've told you this eh. My mum will send me a video of her <laughs> watching the podcast and she'll record it for like eight minutes. <laughs> I'm like, it's like I I was on it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I know. My but dad yeah. my dad will call me and be like, Mate, have you heard of these things podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I keep reading about them in the paper and I don't I don't understand in the paper.
1: I love that. I think my mum and dad just watch the the reels that CJ makes mm. and that's about it. Because they noticed we hadn't done one in a while. Oh. Yeah. Yes. But they the don't really out. understand reels either or how stories work. Because dad will be like, oh, I commented on that thing that you posted, but then I tried to find it again and it disappeared. And then I went to comment on it again, but I accidentally commented on your cousin Ashley's video <laughs> of the sunrise, and I didn't have the heart to tell her that it wasn't about her video, so I just <laughs> went along with it. Went along with it.
2: I remember uh, my brother rang me after one of the podcasts, and he's like, "Fuck, you added some GST to that story." Like, I love that jazz- GST. <laughs> you know, jazz oh it up a little bit more, my uh, brother. Uh, it's going to be entertaining. Yes, right. <laughs> that's yeah, well in right. Australia yeah. So yeah. GST. just that's remember
0: weird. this podcast is based on actual events
1: yeah. <laughs> oh gosh uh, where were we yeah the UN was established uh, on this day in 1945 so the United Nations the world's premier international organisation established at the end of World War II to maintain world peace and friendly relations among nations yeah I was going to yeah. say
3: that straight after World War II yeah, yeah. like it's immediately it's going after.
1: well oh. <laughs> I was that working out thing. for us <laughs> I was thinking the same Jeez. thing Uh, And today, it's Pablo Picasso's birthday today. There
0: you go. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: Love that television show, Narcos. Yeah. I was about to make an (laughs) Eskimo joke as well. (laughs) (laughs) Beat me to it. You're Pablo. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
1: Um, And Rosa Parks died on this day. Oh, back of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the 40-hour work week went into effect in the United States of America. Do you know when they originally made the 40-hour work week, it was designed to be a two-person household where one person stays home and one goes to work? But now well, everybody works days. the 40-hour work
0: week. It was, it was the Henry Ford thing, wasn't it?
2: I'm not sure. Did he start it?
3: Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. pretty sure. He yeah. It was Henry Ford.
1: Well, there yes. you go. All right, I've got some questions for you guys. Sporting Let's questions. Go. All right. Which team sport is, has the most participation, even down to the grassroots level? Soccer. So Yeah. 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 Easy. Football. Very, very easy. All right. Which sport uh, pays the highest salary? Soccer. No.
2: Really? Uh, Formula One. No. Boxing? Golf? No. No. Tennis?
3: Basketball? Uh,
1: Yes. NBA?
3: Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Something you didn't know about basketball. Mm, Yeah. That's very interesting. All right. Which sport brings in the most revenue?
0: Soccer?
3: NFL? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Nice, The Super Bowl.
1: Um, Who's the highest paid athlete of all time? Soccer. Uh, (laughs) Highest paid athlete. I'm looking for a name.
3: Floyd Mayweather?
1: No. I think it's like spanning over their entire career. Ronaldo? No.
3: It's
0: not Ronaldo. Michael Jordan? Yes. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Well, he's the highest net worth of any sportsman Mm. Yeah. So it must, like, highest paid is in from all the endorsements and sports. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, and which sport has the most deaths?
2: Oh, powerlifting. For- Formula. <laughs> Formula One?
1: <laughs> no, nah, I think like extreme sports.
0: Base jumping? Skydiving? Yes. Yeah. Oh, base
2: jumping. Base jumping. Base jumping. That's a fucking... You've got to be a lunatic to do <laughs> that. It's <laughs> pretty crazy. <wasn't laughs> I know? wanted yeah. to do
1: it. I remember I used to obsess over this base jumping video. Do you guys know who Jeb Corliss is? Yeah. Yeah, that sail video where he jumps yeah. off... Uh, what's the name of that mountain it was yeah. just insane I used to sit there and just watch it like over and over and obsess so over base it base jumping isn't
3: the wingsuit thing eh? that's
1: proximity flying so that's a part of base jumping but okay. regular base jumping is just when they jump and pull the parachute straight away Oh, oh. Jeb Corliss was a proximity flyer
2: gosh just quickly before we wrap it up what, else, what have you been watching Tom Bro lately
0: Lord of the Rings <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: anything else so nah what about you CJ um No,
3: nah, no, nah, nah, nothing nothing Bridget,
1: uh, I've been watching American Horror Story and then a bit of oh Goosebumps and WWF.
3: Mm. Is that with Is American Horror Story the one with Lady Gaga in it?
1: That's one of them. Yeah. One That's of them. Yeah, heaps of different seasons.
0: I don't know if you're allowed to say WWF. Well,
1: well it used. This is the Attitude Era back when it was WWF. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm I was watching would, like I'm, the
1: nineties, two thousand.
0: Don't think you're allowed to say it anymore though.
2: Yeah, you're not. Why? WWE. So when they refer to it back then, they still referred to it as WWE. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because they got sued by the by WWF. WWF.
0: How good was those shirts with like the two pandas with <laughs> <Yeah>. chairs? said <laughs> <laughs> WWF on it. Yes. So
2: good. Me and Bridget have been going down uh, the rabbit hole. On on a binge? Uh, yeah. It's got every season of WWE. Really? Yeah, yeah
1: way back, going back to like... Like
2: to even like, like Hulk Hogan and... Yeah. Yeah, well, we went back, we... He,
1: wasn't he world championship wrestling, Hulk Hogan? He was, or was both. He, oh. Okay.
2: Yeah, but he we went back to 1997, and then we're like, fuck, even that was like real old school. And then we started watching like 1999.
1: 2000, 2000 I think 2000, we started yeah. watching. That if, was like the Stone Cold bitch. Peak mm. days. Yeah. If you guys
2: just want to watch two athletic freaks, type in Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in your profile picture at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I'm
2: obsessed <laughs> with Bro. I just want to neck like him. Yeah. Mm. Oh, scary. Yeah, his Wilder.
1: neck is wider than his head. He was wider than his head.
3: He's someone that could have chosen whatever sport, and he would have been literally successful. did choose whatever sport yeah. he wanted to, and then was really good at it.
0: I reckon they're massively underrated athletes. Yeah, they have to be jacked and fit. Uh huh. We they have to have. They're actors. They have to be able to act. The entire yeah. thing is choreographed. Mm-hmm. So they're like professional stuntmen as well. Like mm. There's so much. And sh- then like
1: if stuff doesn't go to plan, you have to improvise. As exactly. Well. Like it's just. Yeah. live
2: men, and yeah. that's what the, um and yeah. i didn't realize like so bridget was asking does the ref actually have a purpose and i'm like yeah he's got to make sure that he can, he has to call some shots yeah. Yeah. if something doesn't go to plan he has to yeah. figure out what they have to do now yeah and i'm like so it's pretty fucking no wonder
0: why wrestlers bodies are so beat up it's just yeah. voluntary fucking yeah uh, are the refs mic'd up i'm not too sure like no. i wonder how many blunders there's been with like them saying stuff and the crowd catching wind of it. There is on YouTube. Yeah. If you look
3: at it on YouTube, yes, there are. There's stuff where you, you the camera actually picks up. Sometimes the wrestlers are like, oh, that's uh, my arms done. Pin me, just pin me. Mm. Like they'll say stuff like that.
2: Yeah, like there's a video of Vince McMahon running to the, um, running into the ring and he tears both quads. <laughs> yeah, and he just sits in
3: the ring with his mm. legs up,
2: still in character, and he's just onto He's <laughs> Blown out both yeah. knees. That guy's
0: incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy himself is incredible. Like how jacked and fit he is for like a 70-something-year-old man. Did mm,
2: yeah. he say
1: like 81?
2: Almost. No, he's two years younger than Joe Biden.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, they're talking about wow. it on that podcast. Yeah. Hey, Like look at him versus Joe Biden. But just even like the business savviness of, mm, yes. of keeping that thing yes. rolling for as long as it's been rolling and still being as massive as it is. Yeah, it's
2: fucking yeah. unbelievable.
1: And you were saying it's cool how he used to make himself the villain. He made himself the the villain
2: forever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you ever used to watch it?
2: A little
0: bit.
1: You remember the rivalry between him and Stone Cold Steve Wilson? How good that was? (laughs) A little
0: bit. So good. Yeah. All all the bullies that used to beat me up were into it. So they used to do wrestling moves on me. So I had like a a vendetta against it (laughs) as a kid. And so like as an adult now, I realize how cool it actually is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Give us five stars. We love it. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, Zero underscore weakness, hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.